Greetings, everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. You are listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Broadcasting to you from the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast, the third coast of Texas. The darkest truths from the darkest web need to be told. And you must listen to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Greetings everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning into the broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan broadcast. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan and I am broadcasting to you from the third coast coast with the most Gulf Coast of Texas and it is my pride and privilege to be doing so. Thank you all out there in dreamland very much. Each and every one of you are very special to me. From the bottom of my heart, sincerely I mean that, especially those who take the extra steps to financially support the Beyond Top Secret Texan program by donating to Cash App and are becoming a paid monthly member on Spotify. Now, granted, I would be having a Patreon, but they've kicked me off Patreon twice for extremist content which I am not apologetic for, but wish I could bring you exclusive content to the Patreon. Um, so far, I've been making my public, my podcast public, uh, you know, to reach as many people as possible. So becoming a member of the podcast through Spotify would unlock a hundred of the early and rare interviews with other podcasts, as well as, um, some exclusive perks on the Spotify itself in terms of being able to download the episodes in full to uh, have them offline. But it would be also a purely symbolic gesture just for a monthly support of $10. It's $9.99 a month. And that's less than the price of an adult movie ticket. That's less than the cost of a large pizza. That's less of a cost than three dollar or three gallons of gasoline for your automobile. And I know times are tough, so if you can't support, by all means, spend your money more wisely on things you fundamentally need to survive. Because if you do not have ten dollars to support independent journalism, I completely understand times are tough. We are in a great depression, regardless if anyone is stupid or smart enough to finally realize it. <laughs> Because that's how it is in this country. You either got to be stupid enough not to care or smart enough not to be intimidated. But at the same time, everyone's just right in the middle, cowed to submission like the sheeple they are. Like ostriches burying their heads in the sand, not seeing the writing on the wall that this is the Great Depression 2.0 in full swing this decade going into the next but I understand if you, you know, want a little bit more bang for your buck or maybe just want to contribute what you can, maybe a dollar or two, definitely Cash App is the way to go on that. It's Cash App, we have our money sign, Beyond Top Secret Texan, all one word, lowercase. 
or you can go to Twitter, which is at Top Secret Texan on Twitter. Hit the tip icon, the little cash icon near the profile on the top right of the Twitter page. That brings you straight to the Cash App link. Greatly appreciate it. I sincerely do greatly appreciate whatever you can donate. This is 100% funded off your generosity. 100%. I am the most shadow banned creator in the UFO world currently. I have had YouTube take away my channel without any strikes. I have had Instagram deplatform me after reaching over 3,000 followers. Uh, after having been shadow banned for nearly two years straight, um, I've had TikTok remove two of my channels and completely lock me out of being able to download its app on the App Store. This is true. I have been deplatformed from Patreon twice for extremist content. See, uh, a lot of people throw the word shadow band around. Uh, I live it. I am the shadow band. I am the shadows themselves. So if you could throw a few dinars my way, if you could throw a few sterlings, a few coppers to help keep the uh, lights on and the bellies fed over here at the Beyond Top Secret Texan Warfront. If you could buy some war bonds and support a month, uh, a membership a month, you know, purely for the symbolic gesture of it, we'd be greatly appreciative of over here too. But if you cannot and you choose not to or cannot and, and, and still want to help, then there is an option for your freebies as well, and that's liking, sharing, subscribing, supporting, uh, sharing, sharing, sharing. I got to emphasize the sharing because it's totally a grassroots promotion. Given that it's shadow banned, of course, logic would dictate. We don't get the algorithm on our side. We are buried in a black hole. And we are, you know, chained to a fucking uh, stone mill and or a millstone and thrown to the bottom of the ocean. Uh, we are uh, buried alive by the Spotify algorithm and by Twitter algorithm, etc., as other podcasts who don't have nearly a fraction of the followers or the listeners or the number of episodes published and online that I do receive the lamestream hype beast promotions either through Rockfin or through uh, iHeartRadio, etc., 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 and while they will never catch on, and I feel very confident about that, no matter how much treasure and loss of time is spent trying to promote the crap to feed the, uh, the sheeple, you know, the free Masonic crap that they wish, the cud that they wish the sheeple to keep redigesting, chewing their own bile again and again and again, that men desire meat. Men desire the wine of society and civilization, the wine of honesty, the wine of reality. And that is why, no matter how much they try to bury me, I rise. Like the undead, I 
crawl out of the grave that they think they buried me in each and every time take my place amongst the night. And you guys are all a big part of it out there in Dreamland. You really are. Without you guys, the thousands of you listening across the literal, like literally across the fucking world, I am charted in the top 200 in over 25 nations. That is fucking crazy in my genre. That is like, I, I cannot tell you enough. This is a worldwide audience. This is an audience from Japan, from Argentina, from Saudi Arabia, number one in Zimbabwe. <laughs> I have that title for I had that title for months. For months, I had that title. Uh, Mongolia, number one in Mongolia. And you think that was crazy? I was number one in Ireland for a little while, like you know, like for a day or two. It was fucking crazy. I think I premiered in the Netherlands at one point higher than uh, Welcome to Night Vale in the last two or three years of doing this. So definitely I am not just making that shit up because that's true. That's absolutely true that men desire great content. Free people desire freedom of, of, of speech and they desire to hear the real truth. Uh, from the UK to uh, Brazil to uh, Mexico to uh, Jamaica. You know, like, this, this is absolutely 100% listened to literally by every kind of person in the world. Because there is only one kind of person in the world. There's only human beings, and human beings... Don't live off uh, bread and wine alone. They live off of the truth and the word of God. And we're here to bring it to them. So if you could donate a dollar through the Twitter Cash App, oh my God, thank you very much for helping support the Holy War. Today we're going to be speaking about uh, a very interesting UFO case. That happened in uh, New Jersey in the 1990s. I'm just going to be diving into it. It's written by the survivor of the account. And I will be just reading what the blog article has written. This is on medium.com. You know, a, a blog site where you can publish your own writings. The writer and uh, the author and the survivor of the incident, the the the, the, the contactee, the the eyewitness, the survivor, bringing forward the testimony. His name is Robert Earl White. This was written on October twenty first, two thousand twenty, and we'll just start getting into it. I will add nothing to it. I will take away nothing from it. Neither adding nor subtracting any words from it. I'm going to read it at his risen. It is for your information. It is called The Lower Alloways Creek Incident. The Lower Alloways Creek Incident. UFO crash slash alien abduction, MIB, MUFON, nuclear plant cover-up story in southern New Jersey. Those are the key words. 
The Lower Alloways Creek Incident Case Files Summary On April 21st, 1991, at 10.18 p.m., my aunt looked out her bathroom window to see a triangular craft hovering slightly above the marsh. She called my mother, who lived next door, to alert her to the situation. My mother looked outside to see the UFO for a few moments before it suddenly crashed to the ground. My mother called the authorities, but the U.S. Air Force and Men in Black arrived first. As they interviewed my mother and her two friends who witnessed the event, the U.S. Coast Guard was turning away our local fire department arriving on the scene. The men in black threatened my mother and scared her enough to report the event as a helicopter crash. My mother was hypnotized by the Air Force and later by MUFON, which uncovered her abduction experience. I have only recently uncovered evidence of the events in the form of articles written by MUFON at the time. I have spoken with several members of the community who recall the events and recovery efforts that occurred afterwards. Robert Earl White, Disclosure Advocate, The New Jersey Chronicle, covering the state for the Mutual UFO Network, Incorporated. Volume 1, Number 5, May, June 1991. Helicopter crash in Salem, New Jersey, possible CE4 case. A preliminary investigation. Lower Alloways Creek Township, New Jersey. On Sunday, April 21st, 1991, at 10.18 p.m., something that looked like a helicopter crashed into Salem County, New Jersey, not far from the Salem nuclear plant. Although police and rescue squads conducted an extensive air and ground search throughout the night and several hours in the next day, no trace of the helicopter crash site could be found. A number of unusual things about the description of the helicopter, such as the absence of sound and a burst of light shooting into the ground, suggested that the object that was observed may not have been a helicopter but a UFO. In addition, one of the women reported strange recurring dreams prior to the incident. The incident is being pursued as a possible abduction event with a possible abduction event with the helicopter crash staged as a screen memory. Bud Hopkins has been contacted about the event. Although the names of the witnesses were published in the local newspaper, the police and all UFO investigators to date have ostensibly treated the event as a mysterious helicopter crash. Any allegations that this represents a UFO abduction event should be made only in the context of such being a remote possibility. The witnesses do not want any more local publicity. Therefore, the Chronicle shall use the synonyms of Mrs. H, Mrs. W, and Mrs. E. The location of Salem County within the state of New Jersey. Mrs. H, 38, said she was in her bathroom at 10.22 p.m. on Sunday night. April 21st, when she saw what she thought was a helicopter in distress. According to the report she gave the Salem County newspaper, today's sunbeam, she looked out at the window and the windows could see sparks low, or in the woods could see sparks low over the woods. I called my one neighbor and she said she saw the flames that went to the ground. The neighbor was Mrs. W, age 22, who saw the alleged crash and called police. Mrs. W. told the newspaper, Roberta called here and asked me if I saw the helicopter, and I did. I looked out my kitchen window facing Newbridge Road and saw sparks, and it looked as if it was coming toward our house. As I kept watching, I saw fire shooting out the side of it, then a big ball of fire, and it fell. She said, after the crash, I hung up with Roberta and called the police. Mrs. E. was also present in the home of Mrs. W. and also witnessed the event. She reported she was sitting down watching TV, and when Mrs. W. said, Oh my God, she came running and saw sparks. Then the helicopter exploded and fell.
Neither of the three witnesses reported to hearing any sounds. According to both witnesses, it was raining at the time of the incident. The object was described as solid in appearance, helicopter-shaped with white-blue lights at first, with a shower of red-orange sparks, followed by bright red flashes that lit up the ground. The police log shows that Mrs. W. called the police at 10.18 p.m. Police and rescue squads were on the scene immediately after she called the police. Mrs. W. said she spent part of the night on the phone talking to the pilot in one of the rescue helicopters that were dispatched to the area, trying to tell him exactly where she saw the crash while he flew overhead. The above map shows the general area of the sighting. Beasley Neck Road, location of the witness houses. The arrow indicates the location of the New Bridge Road where the object was first sighted. Assisting in the search was the Lower Alloways Creek Fire Department. Fire Chief Calvin Hill contacted the Federal Aviation Agency but learned that there were no reports of any late or missing aircraft at any nearby airports. The fire chief contacted local airports in Salem and Wilmington, Delaware, which did not report any missing aircraft. There was no information from the FFA flight logs that would have suggested that an aircraft was flying over the area at the time of the crash. The incident was also reported on the late night news by Channel 3 News, a Philadelphia TV station. Michael Talpas of Roebling, New Jersey videotaped the TV coverage. The search began at 10.30 p.m. Sunday in a wooded area near Beasley Neck Road. A nearby neighbor, Scott A. George and Crossroad, uh, of Crossroad, told police he thought he heard a crash but just assumed it was a gust of wind. According to police, there were two independent callers. Police took the two callers' reports very seriously and are not looking into the possibility of a false report. No, I don't feel it was a prank call, a police spokesman said. We received calls from two different people. They were both reputable adults, and I don't have any reservations about what they said. The police spokesman speculated that because the area was so densely wooded, a helicopter could have disappeared from view. However, MUFON investigator Richard Butler, after visiting the homes of the witnesses, disagreed with the characterization of the area as densely wooded and disputes the notion that a crashed helicopter would be difficult to find in the area. Three rescue helicopters combed the rain-swept area along the Delaware River Sunday night and Monday morning while boats searched the water. The Delaware River is approximately five miles away from the homes of the witnesses. State police with the Trenton Station said a helicopter using an infrared scope searched the coastal region using grids but came up empty. Rescuers called off the search at 3.30 a.m. Monday, having found no trace of the crash, but resumed the search again at 8 a.m. The search officially ended at approximately 10.15 a.m. Monday. Lower Alloways Creek Township Police Chief Eric Peterson said that about 2 p.m. Monday he received a call from a woman in Deptford Township who said she saw the same thing. According to Michael Tapas, who talked to the police, at least two other people were driving the cars called in to report sighting the helicopter, while some have speculated that a possible meteor might have fallen in the area. Police are not speculating. Mrs. H. estimated that the event lasted 20 seconds, which would have placed it within the range of duration of a meteor. Both Mrs. W. and Mrs. E. estimated the event lasted three minutes, but there is no check-in on the accuracy of their estimates. It would have to be too long enough for Mrs. H. to walk to the phone, call her neighbor, have her look for it, and spot it in the sky before it crashed. 
One of the young women, Mrs. W., reported an unusual dream on the Friday night preceding the event. She reported that during the previous week, she was a week late getting her period and took a self-administered pregnancy test, which was negative. From Monday through Thursday, she reported waking up excited, nervous, and anxious. That Friday night, she and her husband were out late at a party and returned home around 4.15 a.m. She dreamed of walking out of the house to a half-wooded area where she encountered three to four giant hamster cages with bright red and orange twist ties on the bars of the cages about halfway up. Out of the bottom of the cages came gray and white mongooses who walked erect. They walked in step in coordinated movements and began chasing her around. There were also two large snakes in her dream, and she felt she was protecting the snakes from the mongooses. She reports that she had never really seen a mongoose and didn't know what they looked like, but she was certain that these were mongooses. Richard Butler regards the dream as a screen memory of an actual abduction experience with the giant hamster cage actually gray humanoids. It's all interesting speculation at this point, but she has agreed to explore the dreams further, presumably through hypnosis. Weather reports obtained by Bob Durant from Philadelphia International Airport has shown that the cloud layer at the time was scattered clouds between 1,100 and 1,200 feet and overcast clouds at 2,000 feet. A light rain was falling at the time. This makes a meteor explanation very unlikely. There are no power lines in the vicinity according to maps and on the site inspection by Michael Talpas. The New Jersey Chronicle, covering the state from the Mutual UFO Network, Incorporated, Volume 1, Number 6 of July, August 1991, Page 9, The Investigative Reports. Editor's Notes. This following is a continuation of last month's article, Helicopter Crash in Salem, New Jersey. Mike Talpas, Richard Butler, and Bob Durant, all along with other investigators of Southern Section of the New Jersey's MUFON organization, continue to investigate the unusual event. The Lower Alloways Creek Incident by Michael Talpas III. On Sunday, April 21, 1991, something strange happened in Lower Alloways Creek Township, Salem County, New Jersey. At approximately 10.18 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time, several witnesses report seeing what appeared to be a helicopter in distress. While it seemed to be hovering approximately a quarter mile away, flames and sparks were seen to be shooting out of the sides of the object. A bright light was shining on the front of the object. What follows is a written record of notes taken during telephone conversations with authorities together with notes taken while visiting the area of the incident. It is left up to the reader of this report to draw his own conclusions regarding what happened in the evening. The Media The following is a transcription of the audio portion of two televised news broadcasts telecast on April 22, 1991. This was on KYW Television, Channel 3, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The reporter was Steve Bell. The time of broadcast was 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There's mystery in South Jersey marshland tonight where search teams have been looking in vain for a downed helicopter. The search began last night when residents in Lower Alloways Creek reported seeing a chopper fall from the sky in a ball of flames. In the air and on the ground. 
Dozens of volunteer firefighters searched for some signs of the helicopter, but so far they found nothing. Officials say no helicopter is reported missing. Eyewitnesses insist they're not crazy. Witnesses, I looked out the window and I was watching and I seen it started flaming like a lot worse and it was like a ball of flame and it just like fell down straight to the ground. I was starting to think that they were going to think I was crazy after they couldn't find nothing because I guess they still haven't found anything. And at 6 o'clock, Malcolm Poindexter takes us to the scene with more than a phantom helicopter. Editor's note. The witnesses do not wish to have any more publicity. Therefore, the Chronicle shall use the synonyms Susan Howe, Betty Winslow, and Sunshine Realty in the following news interview. This is from KW, uh, KYW Television, Channel 3, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Reporters. Steve Bell, Malcolm Poindexter. Time, 6 p.m. Eastern. We have a story about a helicopter crash. The problem is there's no signs of wreckage in the area. The strange story began in Lower Alloway's Creek Township last night. Channel 3's Malcolm Poindexter has the details. Poindexter. There are a few surprises on Susan Howe's job at Sunshine Realty in Woodstown, New Jersey. Not so in her personal life. Susan Howe. It appeared to be a helicopter over the woods. Poindexter. Susan says a mysterious copter lit up the sky outside her Alloway's Creek home last night with sparks and smoke belching from either side of the aircraft. How? Hovering and it didn't really move, but it had this bright like light on it. All of a sudden, the flame started shooting out like the right-hand side even worse, and it just like lit up like a ball of fire, and then it just fell. Poindexter. Susan's neighbor, Betty Winslow, said she saw this chopper too, hovering, spinning fire, then dropping quietly into the ground. Betty bristled at the suggestion that it might have been a meteor. Winslow. Like meteors do not hover in the air and then fall. It was a helicopter, and I'd be willing to lay my life on it. Poindexter. Within minutes of the sightings last night, an air, land, and water search was launched, but it failed to turn up the mystery aircraft. Another search was launched at dawn. Again, not a trace. Attention now focuses on Alloway's Creek, which is 10 to 15 feet deep at high tide. Captain Calvin Hill, Lower Alloway's Creek Fire. It is possible that the wreckage could be hid, but we should have, be able to have something floating in the water. Poindexter. Lower Alloway's Creek and Township failed to yield a clue and nearby airports report no missing aircraft. Witnesses stick by their stories, and investigators are baffled. Malcolm Poindexter, Channel 3, Eyewitness News. The government. The following are telephone interviews. Notes taken by Michael Talpas III, lead MUFON investigator on this case. Notes taken during a telephone conversation between Talpas and Staff Duty Officer, United States Army, Fort Dix, New Jersey. Date, April 22, 1991. Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Talpas. I would like to talk. To, I'd like to know if an army helicopter was involved last night in that crash in Salem County. Talpas's comment said he would check. I could hear him talking to people in the background with the phone muffled. He returns and says, "Duty officer, we don't have any information whether it was a military aircraft or not." Talpas, I asked if he was aware of the alleged crash. He said he had watched the news on TV, and that's about all we know. Notes taken during the telephone conversation between Talpas and the command post, United States Air Force, McGuire Air Force Base, New Jersey. Talpas, I asked if they happened to know if a military craft crashed last night 
down in Salem County. The United States Air Force. No, there wasn't any, not from McGuire. Taupas. I asked if they had any idea what it was. United States Air Force personnel. They said no idea. I spoke to Sergeant Little and asked him the state police investigated the alleged crash last night with a helicopter in Lower Alloways Creek Township. I was told by Sergeant Little that state police personnel only assisted in the search efforts. I was advised to contact Lower Alloways Creek Township Police Department since they were responsible for the investigation. Notes taken during the telephone conversation between Talpas and Patrolman Michael Bennard, Lower Alloways Creek Township Police Department, New Jersey. I asked what time the incident took place. Officer Bernard started their office received or stated their office received a call at 10:18 p.m. Eastern Time. He stated that the person who called in, uh, lives on Beasley Neck Road. I asked how long the object was visible in the sky. He said long enough for the first witness to call her niece who lives next door who saw it also. He said the witnesses did not claim to have noticed any noises involving with the object. He said it looked to be a helicopter and had a lot of flames and sparks coming off of it. He said that the witness claimed it appeared to be a chopper since it was flying so low and also hovered. After a while, it plummeted and went down. The officer did not know any military involvement in the investigation. He said that there were three or four different search helicopters in the area today. The officer stated that one was from Delaware State Police and that it had infrared sensing equipment on it. I asked Officer Bernard... How many witnesses saw it, and he said that there were three. He said there were two in one household, including the aunt who first saw it. I asked what the weather was like at the time, and the officer said that it was drizzling rain. He also said that it was the first responding officer, but he did not see anything upon his arrival. He said he was looking northwest toward Delaware City, Delaware. I asked him if the witness knew how far away the object was. He stated that it was back in the woods, about a quarter mile away. He said that the witnesses saw a bright light in front and sparks coming out the side. I mentioned my interest in UFOs, and the officer said that the first witness said saw UFOs, you probably would have gotten a lot less attention. Patrolman Bernard said he also heard last night while at the command post that a man on another road heard a crashing sound, but didn't say any lights or anything. He also said that people were also coming home from work at the time of the incident who also saw what appeared to be a low-flying craft. Bernard also stated that he called local airports inquiring if any aircraft were missing, including Dover Air Force Base in Delaware. Bernard said the incident occurred within three miles of the corporate limits of Public Service Electric and Gas Company's Salem Nuclear Generating Station. Bernard said he asked all three witnesses if they saw any flashing red tail light characteristic of helicopters, and they said no. Bernard said they were probably entranced by and what they saw. Bernard said that the police and fire chief gave out a press release on Monday. Site investigation. On April 23, 1991, at approximately 11.45 p.m. local time, Michael Typus conducted a motor vehicle tour of the sighting area. The following is a summary of his observations. The topography of the area is a flat coastal plain about seven miles from the Delaware River. Ground elevation in the area ranges from sea level to about 20 feet above sea level. The surrounding countryside consists of Alloways Creek, marshland along each side of the creek, meadowland, farm fields, small wooded areas, and residential sites with homes, garages, and family buildings. Our farm buildings. No high voltage power lines or towers were observed within two miles of the site. I proceeded southwest onto Hancock's Bridge Road from State Highway Route 49 at the intersection of Hancock's Bridge Road and New Bridge. I observed a bridge closed ahead barrier across New Bridge Road. 
At about one-third of a mile away, I observed the bridge over Alloway's Creek through binoculars. It was illuminated and appeared intact. I later found out from a local police officer that the bridge had been closed for repairs for about a month. I took a detour and ended up at the intersection of New Bridge Road and Beasley Neck Road. According to Lieutenant Pomper, Lower Alloway's Creek Township Police Department, the object seen in the sky appeared for the witnesses on Beasley Neck Road to be about over the now-closed New Bridge Road Bridge over the Alloway Creek. I saw no aircraft in the immediate vicinity while in the area that night for about one hour. I then drove the length of Beasley Neck Road to Perry Road and then to Route 49. That's the end of Talpas's investigation. And there's an editor's note. 30 years later, Robert Earl White is a disclosure advocate who has found new evidence with this story and made a documentary about this unbelievable event. This incident was covered up extremely well by men in black, Air Force Coast Guard. Everyone was told it was a helicopter because it was the narrative that was told and threatened to say. At the end of the day, my mother, Mrs. W., in the story, wanted to protect her son, myself, Robert Earl White, from any repercussions of sharing this story. Could this be the next Roswell case of New Jersey? Robert has a YouTube channel sharing this documentary on the UFO crash and alien abduction cases. You can look it up yourself for at YouTube Earl White slash Order of Light. And that is the full document provided for the Lower Alloways Creek Incident, otherwise known as the Roswell of New Jersey. A UFO crash with that was witnessed by multiple people in 1991 and was covered up by the United States government with a story of a downed helicopter that was mysteriously never recovered or located by local authority figures. Thank you all very much for listening to another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan, bringing you the best in ufology, independent ufology, mind you, not following the mainstream th- uh, stories, willing to research and to uh, provide a voice for the obscure and for the purely witnessed without recording uh, physical evidence or major um, authority uh, you know permission these cases I believe are the true disclosure these cases provide the real picture the cases seen by people just like me and you out there in dreamland. Real people. Everyday people. Salt of the earth people. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan broadcast. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Broadcasting to you from the third coast to coast of the most the Gulf Coast of Texas. Thank you all very much. Each and every one of you out there in dreamland, thank you very much. God bless you and your families. Peace out.